1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Replayer Podcast. I'm Dan, your host this week, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Pagan. Hello. Hello. Is everything okay,
2: Pagan? Everything's fine, thank you.
1: Sorry. Uh, Okay, cool. (laughs) I hope it's fine, because we have an amazing guest with us this week. We have the one and only Paul Both joining us on the podcast. Ah. Hello, everyone. Hello, Paul. (laughs) Hello, Dan. (laughs) Hello,
2: Hello, Paul.
1: Uh, thank you for joining us, Paul. Oh, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Oh, my God. We've been we've been waiting to do this for a while. Like, we yeah. talked about getting you on a while ago, and um, we were trying to, like, get a good timing. And we're so mm-hmm. happy you're able to join us today and get to have a chat with you. We've been making our way through the Retro Replay cast. Um, I don't know what we're going to do when we get to you, Pagan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like you don't need to get to me. Ah, okay. There's nothing to tell me to tell me about me that, like, people have not already heard.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So well. true.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh Paul. Now that we have you on the show, uh we just got some questions. Want to learn a little bit about you? What makes sure. you tick? Pagan might ask you some really uncomfortable questions that she <laughs> has yeah, a tendency to. Yeah, I've got plenty do. of
2: those. <laughs> oh,
1: awesome! I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um just to, to get things kicked off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who you are? What you do? You know, basics.
3: Well, I'm um, obviously the sound, uh, location sound guy and post-production mixer of Retro Replay. And Mm -hmm. um, it's one, I see, I've been with the show for, I guess it's going to be coming up on two years in April.
0: Okay, two years. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So um, I do that for the show, and then I do the same type of stuff for, you know, a bunch of other productions. So,
1: yeah. Okay, so you're not like exclusively to Retro Replay or Red Bear?
3: No, no. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so how does that work then? Are you do you work for like a external agency that you get contracted out?
3: No, so I um I do have one steady. I have a steady. I work for a company steadily. Um, we do airline edits or edit. We edit TV shows and movies for the airline industry.
1: Oh, okay. So That's yeah, awesome.
3: yeah, yeah. I've been there for oh gosh, I think it's coming up on eighteen years. Wow! But wow. yeah, ever, um, the whole time that I've worked there, I was, well, I was freelance. I'm actually, and I'm um, technically an employee now, but, um, when I started there, I said, you know, I I'll do this, but then I have to have the flexibility to go do location sound as well. So that's been really amazing. Cause there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a freelance guy, you know, a lot of times work gets steady and then it gets slow and it, you know, mm-hmm. you have to kind of plan for those yeah. slow times, which can be difficult, but, um, um, I've been just really fortunate to be able to have that steady gig, but then also be able to pull off and do and do my own stuff, which is awesome. And I think I would get nice. tired of either being in the studio all the time or also being on location all the time. It just gets
0: a little Bnotness. bit too
3: monotonous mm-hmm. for me. I mean, I, and I love yeah. to travel, but I don't think I'd want to travel all the time. So, um, so interesting story is that's actually how I found retro replay, or I I guess I should say they found me. Mm. Um, drew was in, um, doing a a commercial spot with PJ and, um, and, and he said, Hey, you know, um, I produced this, this, uh, YouTube show and the voice actors are just really super dynamic. You know, they get, you know loud in parts and then they get soft because <laughs> they're doing characters and all this kind of stuff and he goes what can i do about that i go well there's really no easy fix right i mean um you you have to have somebody who's you know a location sound mixer who's mixing the show while they're talking and then you need to do the post-production mix so um yeah and then they hired me so nice that's how that happened
2: that's really cool well yeah, my next question yeah.
1: was how did you get to work with retro replay but got it. So (laughs) I I, I, preempted you.
2: You you said that you had, um, like you, you do mix obviously with, with freelance and then a company that you work steadily for has, how much has COVID really affected your, I guess, freelance work and things like you saying like there's ups and downs. Is this like, has has this been like a big down, maybe the biggest down you've had?
3: Yeah, for (laughs) sure. No, um, all the location, um, all the location gigs pretty much dried up. I mean, Um, except for, I mean, if I consider retro replay a location gig, which I, I, I do sort of, Mm -hmm. um, that never dried up. Thankfully, we've kind of found ways to get around that, which was awesome. It was really nice to have that kind of steady thing still going. So I felt that sort of normalcy, but then Mm -hmm. also for, um, what happened with COVID on, on, on the, the airline side is we just all immediately went and worked from home so Uh i have a home studio and so that actually worked out really well we figured out a way to to make it all work and um uh, it's a very lovely home
1: studio i might add oh thank you (laughs)
3: well you know what it's one of the i think when any you know anything bad happens there's you maybe some good things happen too and so a blessing in disguise on this is that that kind of forced me to upgrade my studio mm-hmm. and make it kind of I'm, I'm like i'm gonna have to like spend a lot of time in here so i need to do all these different things and i'm i'm, I'm glad that that happened so i'm not glad that COVID happened yeah, right <laughs> of course obviously but i'm um, glad that um i was kind of forced to to you know make it a nicer space to be in so but thank you for noticing
1: thank you mm. Oh, I'm it's very impressive to me, honestly. I'm a I'm a little 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 jealous. So I'm like, Ooh, that, that's nice. I like that. I want that. Yeah, <laughs> one day you. one day. One day. I'm getting there, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it looks great. You got a new microphone there? I do have a new microphone. I'm trying to fine-tune my space here. And uh I got a TV. It's got a PlayStation 2 on it right now. Oh,
3: no, nice. <laughs>
1: nice. Super high tech. Yes. going to get that custom fancy sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a closet. The mic
3: mic sounds great, so perfect.
1: That's what I'm going for. (laughs) One step at a time. I Mm -hmm. bet um, you get some. You could probably produce just about anything out of there, can't you?
3: Yeah, um, I would have like I couldn't record drums unless I did like MIDI drums. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the stuff that I would do in here is going to be voiceover work, you know, um, or any kind of yeah recording. Uh, But I actually. Um, do plan on doing some music in here again at some point Mm. um uh which would be nice but yeah most it's functional for um another problem that i had in uh, the studio it was upstairs it was too small so i couldn't get a producer or director at a desk so Ah. one of the biggest reasons i did this so i could have that desk right there for a for a a producer or Mm -hmm. director so you know
2: amazing well you have quite a lot of instruments in the background do you have like an instrument that you play or do you play everything or is there I, one particular one that you favor?
3: I play a little bit of everything sort of okay. <laughs> um, I started out as a drummer and oh, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was in marching band. I really loved drums. Um, and my, my buddy was in a band um, in high school. He, he wanted to sell me his drum set. And so I said, and my heart said, well, if you make half the money, uh, we'll put up the other half. But then um, <laughs> In high school, mm-hmm. I was not the greatest kid, so I got kicked out of my high school, and they said, yeah, Xnay on the drums, but I don't think it was really that. I think it was that they didn't want... I mean, this was before electronic drum or well, maybe there was sort of electronic drums, but I just don't think they wanted to hear that Depends. drum set. Was this Noise.
1: the 80s, like 80s electronic drums? Was it
3: would have been 80s. Drums? Yeah, it would have been like 82 or 83. I just radically aged myself, but, um, <laughs> but
1: no secret. I'm just but, thinking about how much I love like 80s electric drums, so...
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I but these this was a acoustic set. <clears throat> so I I think they just really didn't want to hear that. Well probably mm. getting kicked out of school wasn't a good thing either. <laughs> so anyway, then um kind of my drumming career was um stopped, so then I became a singer. So Oh. That's kinda you that's sing? Yeah, that's I didn't that's even know this.
1: yeah, I mean that's what I that's what I did. did. You haven't learned this, pagan after working x amount of episodes of trailer talk if, if
2: i'm <laughs> fairly honest like paul and i have such little interaction mm. um other than when i come on for a we say mm-hmm. hi and then when we're in trailer talk we have like a conversation with everybody else yeah i Paul. never actually had like a full conversation together though no, I, is I, so nice.
3: I know i was all excited <laughs> i'm like wow i get to like i get to like talk to Pagan and dan you know and, and especially i mean Pagan, because yeah we never talk we, we never talk, so. we
2: never really have a chance it's just more like hi
3: i was. I, P- I, I, I go on the, the, the-, I'm the ifb i go hi pagan yeah <laughs> hi paul that's it's
2: it going it's actually one of the nicest things because the first time we ever did retro feud like ever i was like so nervous and i was like okay here we go because uh, you know i have to go on and i'll see nolan and i'll probably hear drew and drew and i have talks all the time sure, um but i don't like really <laughs> talk to anybody else i don't have the time like nobody you know what i mean like we don't have like hey let's just sit down and have a cup of coffee and yeah, um, yeah. So, like the first time I was doing retro feud, it was the cutest thing. Cause you went over to do a clip, like a clipboard for, uh, yeah. for Nolan, and I could just see you like this.
3: Yeah. And
2: you're just like, clip. Hi, Pagan. You <laughs> 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 gave me a wave and I was like, Oh, this is the nicest crew. That's awesome. Thank you. I still <laughs> remember shortly
1: after Pagan had Lovely. started doing more like actual like set work and recording with you guys, like she told me to. She was like, so paul is like the nicest guy <laughs> i was like really <laughs> I was like, oh, okay cool
3: yeah, we, i know Anytime, you're, you're, like, you want to say you wouldn't know it looking at me that's what you're thinking
2: <laughs> i just had to guess right on the, uh, like you said like you come on the mic and you're just like hello pagan i'm like hi, pagan. I'm like, hi. <laughs> they like yeah. can never see you i can only hear you
3: no and very when nice. we do and when we do that when we do the show it's it's yeah it's literally like you come on and it's like you've got the guests already we bring them in and then we're done and it's like out and so yeah. it's just very it's just very it's Real very quick,
1: quick. it's yeah. almost much like how we record the podcast at this point like pagan and i are just like hey how's it going how's your week like we're mm-hmm. actually catching yeah. up with each other when we're talking on the podcast yeah. like right. oh cool all right cool well,
3: as as opposed <laughs> to this when we've talked for literally an hour before we started oh, sure. the show
2: <laughs> as opposed to this one yeah, yeah. A, the, the, the mm, that doesn't
1: happen uh, to bring it back around you were talking about like how you got into music at a young mm-hmm. age and um, you had your drum set and you do a little bit of everything and you did some singing and I wanted to ask like how you got into doing like mixing and sound engineering and how does that play into that well
3: I guess well I lived on the sunset strip like you heard of the whiskey, go, go, right. Um, famous club on LA. Oh, no, actually I, I okay. have. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. it, uh, my band lived um, like two doors up from there and it was a really depressing time. Cause it was the nineties. So it was the grunge <laughs> scene. So we were very much more like, um, I don't know, maybe a cross between Skid Row and Metallica kind of a thing. Okay. And if you know anything about the nineties, when the grunge thing hit, it's like, forget about it. Just the LA scene was done. Mm. Tried up
1: and it all went to Seattle right
3: yes and it was really depressing because then anybody who was left it was just like it was just a I mean don't get me wrong I love all that music I really really do like some of my favorite bands I mean um came from the Seattle scene but um it was just a depressing time I think
1: oh yeah I mean if you were very heavy into you know if you were basically trying to be like a Metallica I could see mm -hmm. how you know you're that would be tough because everyone's going the grunge way and you're still weathered to... it
3: better than most bands. But yeah. I mean, like any of the, if you could even be considered like a hair metal band, which I think we kind of, you know, oscillated in and out of, <laughs> mm. <clears throat> excuse me, but, um, it just was, I mean, just bands are getting dropped left and right and, and just nobody, it just sucked. So anyway, I was like <laughs> kind of depressed and done with music. So I, a buddy of mine, actually, it was funny. Um, interesting um uh boondock saints do you know that movie yeah oh yeah 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 so troy duffy wait the, what the... Hey.
1: <laughs> what uh, that's no. a call that's oh. a call
3: yeah All right. anyway troy duffy the writer and the director of the film he played bass with us for a little while oh really and yeah and uh he he was he said hey my 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 friend's down doing a sh- uh, acting showcase and they've got free food
1: that's mm. what he told me
0: <laughs> free food <laughs> and uh,
3: so the whole band's that's like yeah end. let's go let's go there you know and um so i watched that showcase and just basically got the acting bug and uh-huh. um yeah so i i quit my band and started taking acting lessons and um got it yes for you guys it's i'm gonna so go be an actor okay, and yeah. got yeah and got into that for a while and um and loved it did some plays and stuff and uh, didn't do anything of note but um through that period I was still kind of doing some music so I, I s- decided to start a studio hmm. and this was kind of in the on the on the verge of when Pro Tools and all the d- really really non-linear digital recorders you know did, uh DAWs kind of started wow. ramping up you know so it's like 96 97 um so I started my studio and then I, I knew all these singer songwriters, you know, cause actors a lot of times would be like kind of singer songwriters or whatever. And I met and met some of those and I decided, or started kind of producing them, but then realized I'm just, I'll try to condense this. <laughs>
2: no, it's fine. <clears throat>
3: um, just kind of realized uh, that a lot of musicians are broke. Mm-hmm. So one thing sort of led to another and I fell into um, doing post-production sound with the studio I go that's a that's a good way to actually make money because clients like that do radio spots or, or you know um tv spots and mix kind of stuff like that or corporate stuff all of that is where the better paying things are you know until you i mean you can produce you can produce bands and stuff and but it's either it's like nothing or 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 you, you do really well right mm-hmm. so right. this what this was a more steady thing so that's that's how i ended up in sound
1: yeah. wow
2: that's awesome! I didn't know that you you were a singer or that you had acting experience. You're an actor. That's awesome! I love yeah. this. This is great. It's we should get the... beers when I go to LA, Paul. Let's go! <laughs> oh, no, for oh, sure! Bro. Please, yes. for sure!
3: Yes, you better come out here. We all need to get <laughs> beers.
2: For sure. For yes.
3: sure. Oh yeah, maybe it, um, it, when you come out, Dan, we can like.
1: Oh my God! You know, please <laughs> like, coordinate it. That would, would be that would I, be awesome. I love yeah, me right? a good craft beer. I love a good stout. Like, and I know you, sir. Are, mm, me too. Uh, I know you like your beer. Like we've had plenty Mm -hmm. of chats, even in live chat, just talking about beer. And I remember even, I think it was, was it drew or was it? It was probably drew. There was somebody I had, used to have live chats, uh, conversations about whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. Drew's the bigger whiskey guy. Um,
3: I mean, I like it, but I'll just really like just sip it. And yeah, you know, I really rise rye whiskey. I love, um, but yeah, beer is kind of my go-to and stout. Mm. Um, stouts were my gateway beer Hmm. that's kind of what really got me into and it was guinness in fact yeah Um, because i'm all yeah (laughs) yeah so um i mean i've always loved beer but i used to drink i mean our believe me my band would drink whatever we got could get our hands on it was just it was awful um and then um i don't know i guess it would have been um i don't know mid to late 2000s and i i started um really getting into craft beer Mm. which has just been a wonderful journey. I mean, um, I love it. And there's so many different, you know, different styles and different exciting things about beer, you know.
2: Have you you ever brewed anything yourself?
3: Yes, yes. Oh, you brew? your (laughs) (laughs) beer? Yeah. Yeah, I I got super into that um, and uh, started out with just five-gallon batches, you know, and Mm -hmm. then got. I tend to get sort of obsessed with stuff. So I graduated (laughs) from that. Then to ten gallon and then to thirty one gallon, which is oh my god, yeah, which is
1: a one (laughs) barrel system.
3: Yeah. So um, I haven't brewed though in like two and a half years.
1: What was the first kind of beer you tried to brew?
3: I think the first oh the first one was a stout. It was (laughs) it was a milk yeah it was a milk stout and it was it actually turned out pretty good. I mean there's different ways to to brew. There's kind of extract brewing and then there's all grain brewing. Mm -hmm. And extract is where you kind of do it on the stove and mm. you mix kind of uh, the sugar is in a syrup and you mix that with water and it's it's much easier way to start so but there's just it's not the way that the breweries do it so it doesn't quite it can sort of have that uh, kind of homebrewed taste uh, uh, but you. it was still i remember back at that oh my god that was one of the best beers because i had brewed it you know <laughs> and it was just like it was
1: uh, i'm sure sparkly. there was like a massive sense of like accomplishment too like i made this this is amazing kind of thing
3: yeah no yeah it's just well it's it's just incredible too because you then you learn how it actually happens that the yeast mm. eats the sugar and you know and creates ethanol you know and mm-hmm. um, the way you carbonate it if you carbonate in the bottle, you add more sugar in a little bit or in the yeast that's still in there then that
0: so CO2 Microbiology.
3: Get out. Yeah, it's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, it's it's chemistry. It's you know, it's so it's wild because I have like this uh, one of our best friends here in Wexford, his name's Kevin, and he's it's you're just him. Like it's it's yeah. so wild, I can't even tell you how wild. Um he, he brews he's actually uh, he actually works in a brewery because he has such a passion for beer and coffee oh, nice. beer. Yeah. And he works in a brewery in um in Carlo um and he makes his own mead he brews mead oh wow himself. um and he works in like he loves theater and he used to love working in like as a stagehand in musical theater and theater shows here in uh wexford and then dublin and,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: i'm like it's so wild like <laughs> you're just the same person it's so cool that's
3: awesome
2: um but yeah if i ever oh, can't bring well i'll bring something <laughs> i think you can bring liquids but <laughs> okay. i don't in, like cargo whatever but i'll bring on them a there. plane yeah
3: oh yeah yeah you can for put um name. you just check it just check yeah. it you can't mm.
2: ship liquid though did you know that i can't like buy a, I don't like a creative
3: now, of, for sure can. <laughs> you can't
2: ship it yeah it's really awkward i'm like oh sucks
3: well <laughs> you mean internationally because oh yeah, yeah internationally. i get i, I oh okay yeah, yeah yeah
2: like i couldn't buy because there's like there's a craft brew uh, craft beer um pub here in wexford that mm. is just class it's really really good um, and they have like this steampunk vibe it's very cool and i'm like oh i'd love to send some over to oh, retro nice. replay and they do like um limited edition stuff as well so i'm like oh that'd be so cool but you yeah, can't ship best. liquids internationally i was like that sucks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. so
0: well, then
3: yeah. i'm yeah. sorry but yes you can just bring it with you i'll you just bring it with you i'll ship myself you ship mm. yourself here there's then... no
2: there's no luggage like there's just there's just cargo like my whole luggage hand, like everything will just be filled with beer. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. I
2: have no clothes. Isn't we this... can just buy you, we can buy
3: your clothes when you get here.
2: Yeah. I'll buy clothes when I get
3: there.
2: <laughs> and and
1: a similar note, I actually, Priorized my, my mom lives in Germany. And she, the last time I went to visit her in Germany, she asked me to pack a suitcase full of red hot, the hot sauce. Oh, because no they don't have red hot in Germany. And she's like, I need, I, I miss red hot. I need some. Oh. <laughs> Bring that over.
2: That's, that's fair crazy. i'd probably yeah i'd be the same if there's like a particular condiment i'm a condiment person i really like yeah. them <laughs> so if there's something that i'm like i can't get a hold of like nando's sauces are great mm. sorry that was a weird fucking tangent
3: <laughs> what is it called what is it called what, Nando? what sauce nando's oh you know you, uh-huh. you, you don't have a chick-fil-a uh, in ireland no
2: i'd love okay but
3: to. you do right do you have chick-fil-a oh, yeah. out their chick that chick-fil-a sauce sorry another yeah, tangent that is tangent. the best is the best if i if i like was in a place where i couldn't go to chick-fil-a i'd probably i'd probably be calling in calling in some favors <laughs> and trying to get some chick-fil-a sauce i actually
1: only had chick-fil-a for the first time i think maybe six months before i moved to texas because i'm originally from new york upstate oh where there wasn't any chick-fil-as but they had just opened one i think almost an hour away and i happened to be there for something and i was like i'm gonna try a chick-fil-a because i've never had it before but it's very common here in texas where i am now okay yeah it's common here in california for sure
2: yeah Yeah. we've had like i've had conversations with other replayers um i think especially Ashens of that was like i haven't had a lot of fast food in america but i Mm. i love american food like when i whenever i've gone there i just loved it but i've never had like other than mcdonald's or maybe wendy's did like, <laughs> you ever go to wendy's maybe but i was like i need to try white castle i need to try in and Out burger i want to try chick-fil-a <laughs> i need to try taco bell like i've never Every, tried any of that everybody when go,
3: they everybody when they come to california and they have to go to in and out and stuff and i'm yeah. like i just never i've never gotten in and out i didn't like, care eh, for in and out that not, much I
1: either because i, I lived fries in, are terrible i lived in california Sorry. for four years too and i had that same like everyone's like you got to go to in and Out. you got to try in and out and i went there and i'm like Okay, this is basically just a basic ass burger and some bad fries. So I don't get it.
2: (laughs) I like, you know, I think the only place that I've gone to in California that I can remember eating at was an IHOP. The server was dog shit and like she was the worst person. But because you went to an (laughs) IHOP, it was so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no it just says it's a pancake don't get me place. wrong like, i like I
1: IHOP. This. i don't mind going to IHOP every once in a while i hop or denny's like those are the best places to go especially if it's like the middle of the night and you're kind of drunk and you're trying to like i gotta yeah. get some food in my belly <laughs> you go to di- denny's or i <laughs> chocolate
2: chip
3: pan- chocolate chip pancakes with boysenberry syrup oh Ooh. my god oh
2: wow i had <laughs> the. i think i had white chocolate and raspberry pancakes
1: oh that watching. sounds good yeah yeah they're <laughs> so good Mm-hmm. If we can go down another sauce tangent, Sorry. <laughs> um, something I'm a big fan of here is called Yum Yum Sauce. That is at a lot of like Asian restaurants as far as oh. like, um, there was a couple of most places if you go to a place that's got like the Mongolian barbecue or like the, the oh, stir yes. fry, like a Benihana, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like the big grill and you watch the guy actually like cook your food in front of you. A lot of those places you'll go and they'll give you two cups of sauce. There's like a white creamy sauce and then there's like a brown sauce the the creamy sauce is meant for like seafood and chicken that's what they call a yum oh. yum sauce and that shit's amazing
3: mm. i've never had <laughs> I, that
2: That shit's amazing i'm never gonna google it. it oh wow if you can google buy it, it in
1: stores in a lot of places too like really there's like a pf chang's yum yum sauce
2: yeah it's, it's in walmart i think it says
1: yep well sriracha goes on pretty much oh. everything i eat so i mix sriracha and yum yum sauce together oh <laughs> you really can make it you so can good actually make
2: a you can make it. It's basically mayonnaise with ketchup or tomato paste, and then a little bit of butter, garlic powder, and like paprika.
1: Yeah, pretty huh. simple.
2: That sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah, like.
3: it does. It
1: does. Isn't that like McDonald's special sauce was just mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together or something? <laughs> yeah.
2: oh uh, yeah, we have that here too, though. Like, it's just like a it's mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together because you're gonna do it anyway. Not
1: Anyways, like rip. <laughs> Get us back on track. The massive tangent. Go ahead. Um. I had uh I wanted to ask you about the uh your outside hobbies that I'm aware of Paul that you're a big running and cyclist. Yeah, yeah, I love to run and cycle.
3: Um yeah, I got into running uh, like in 2005, I think. Yeah. Um, my daughter my daughter was like, "Hey, you want to do a 5K?" Mm. Um and and I'm like sure. I mean, I hated running my whole life. Couldn't stand it. I mean, like most people, like most sane people
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, most they, sane they hate people. running. It's like,
3: why would you run? And plus I had leg surgery when I was uh, uh, seven years old. They, uh, rather extensive, they cut both of my femurs and turned the top part of them and pinned them together. And I was in a body cast for months. And, and, uh, so I always <laughs> oh my thought, God. yeah, I always thought that I ran funny and I've seen video and I do run funny. Mm.
2: So, <laughs> so that's I've seen a video.
3: Yeah, so that's why I kind of knew or I th- I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't like to run. But anyway, so I um so I started and I just went on a, you know, run-walk program and then graduated to the 5K and again, like most things I get really obsessed. So then I started training for a half marathon, then a marathon, and then I did an Ironman in 2008. Wow. Mm. Do you guys know what the Ironman is? It's like a
1: triathlon.
3: Yeah, triathlon, but it's Mm -hmm. like the the real the long one.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: the biggest one.
3: Yeah. So, um, so I did that and was finished was and was happy about that. And then um, in 2010, I just got some weird bug up my ass and um, ran from Huntington Beach, California, to the to the Statue of Liberty in New York. Yeah. So and that took yeah that took um, four and a half. Come again you yeah. ran
0: across
2: the country like yeah. literally across the country oh, across hold on, hold on. the country
3: four
1: and a half months
3: yes Woo. it was 100 it was 121 running days Woo. 145
1: days complete that's out on, full the road. on like Forrest gump <laughs> that yeah
2: is, that's some yeah. forest gump shit so yeah. did you have like did you have plans of like where you would stop and where you would stay like was this all completely planned out
3: yeah. And I would say you didn't so, have to be, right? It would yeah, right? it was so funny because yeah, it I, I just remember and I yeah, I planned it up again obsessively. Um, you know, did drew drew a line across Google Map and it it took me, you know, and I would go, okay, I'm gonna stop here today. I'm gonna and here and I had it all planned out, dates and everything. And I stressed myself out so much doing that, um, especially when I got out there, then I was I I mean, cause you don't know things like that. I mean, how would you know like how yeah. that's all gonna go? Yeah. That, um, it was good though, because I had a, I had a schedule that I felt like I needed to keep. I mean, I knew I needed to, I ran like 25 miles a day average. And, um, I knew I had to do kind of had to do that to, to get done, um, by when I wanted to get done. But then you just like you, I learned so many things out there, you know, about running across the country and about myself, you know, and one of the things is you got to let go of plans and realize Mm -hmm. you're on a
1: journey, you know, um, the best laid plans, right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I, it, but then you, when, once you bra- embrace that, I think that's a really cool thing that happens where you can, I mean, you, you know, I think, I don't know, it's always a balancing act. You don't want to throw all your plans out the window and then just go like a feather in the wind, go back to, you know, like Forrest Gump reference, but because then you feel like maybe you're just like, ah, uh, you know, not disciplined and things like that. But then the mm-hmm. other, the other thing is you can't be so tied to that. and So married to that, that you, aren't willing to let go when you need to, you know, like right? I had to learn, like, it's okay to go stop over there, you know, for two hours, because that's, what's gonna, that's gonna be the thing that I'm going to remember. Not that I, you know, ended at this spot. Right. Today. Okay. You know, so anyway, yeah. that's one of the things oh. I learned while I was out there.
1: <laughs> that's great. I, and I, I,
3: so
2: cool.
1: I very much second and believe that too. And like, I've met plenty of people who are, like, they're so dead set in plans. And if something goes wrong, it's, like, the end of the world. So, yeah. like, that's that's a great lesson to learn. I didn't say I learned it. I didn't say I learned it.
3: Well, I guess maybe I did, but I didn't mean it. It's it's a, it's, it's an ongoing battle, right? Right. You know, mm. yeah.
2: I tend to, I think, that like, I'm, I'm definitely that kind of person that would panic if <laughs> stuff isn't going according to plan or, like, there's something scheduled and it's just going... Not the way it should be going. I start yeah. panicking, and people yeah. are like, "Just, just chill. Like, just be laid back. It's not like no one's dead. It's fine." And I'm yeah. you know, like, <laughs> "Well, it's not so much about
1: like you know not being like no plans, but also like have a balance, you know. Yeah. yeah, like pretty much anything in life.
3: Yeah, because I mean, so many things that I've looked back on where I was like so, you know, married to an idea, and so you know, deathly afraid of anything veering off of that. I've I've gone back and going, I'm so glad that that happened." Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. all of these other cool things happened because of that. And if I would have just let go, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> you know, sure. so I am learning. No, I am definitely learning that. And um, my my oldest daughter helps me a lot with that. She, you know, try to try to remember that when sometimes it's not so easy to remember, yeah, you know. Fair.
1: So but it, after that, yeah,
3: after. Oh, sorry. Go
1: ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so it was your daughter's fault. Is what you're yeah. Saying.
3: Yes, exactly. So now, yeah, I and thought
1: then, it was going to be because of the beer. You're like, I got to do something about this.
3: No, that's a well. That's a that that's a good byproduct of it. You know, yeah. if I if I if I'm drinking too much beer, I just up my miles. So yeah. you know, <laughs> beer, beer is very much fuel, and <laughs> I'm a firm be- believer. I mean, it literally is. I it's mean, pure carbs. After, yeah, and after that, um, um, after that run, then I got into. Uh, well, I was already into cycling, but I started cycle touring because it's a lot easier when you're on a bike, right? Yeah. Um if like a brewery's and that's one thing I always do on my journeys is I kind of plan it sort of around breweries. So and now know. there's a lot there's a lot more now than there was in 2010. So it's easier. But like if if you're running and there's a brewery 10 miles out of the way, you're not gonna go. But if there is uh, and you're on your bike, you know, you will go. So I I I have like a touring bike, a bicycle and um with panniers on it and everything, and I put everything on there and then just i just go and so i've done yeah i've done canada to mexico i've done a couple smaller trips i was riding i flew out to boston and was riding back in 2012 i got hit on my bike um south of chicago luckily the guy stopped but i had yeah i had some broken vertebrae and ankle and ankle and uh rib and stuff and um but uh so that was a little scary but i ended up going back out like a couple years later and that's when i did the canada to mexico so but i've Mm -hmm. just been so busy now um working mexico yeah yeah (laughs) and at the west coast the west coast route which i don't know if you know like you would think okay it's on the coast well maybe you know because ireland but because it's probably very hilly in ireland Mm -hmm. yeah yes well yeah so along the west coast from canada and mexico is like this the whole way oh, and no. like and like this you know That's so i think as Mountains, the right yeah i mean yeah. as the um well like on the coast so um oh right on the coast right on the coast okay. yeah yeah so yeah. as the crow flies it's probably 1100 miles or something like that yeah. and the whole uh the whole trip was like 1800 mm-hmm. um just because yeah it's just but it's gorgeous oh sure. you know, yeah. it's it's amazingly gorgeous
2: i feel like uh, like after having a podcast chat with paul you're just kind of like i'm sitting here being like i really need to readjust my life values i, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back into fitness dude, dude, pagan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, that's incredible man. that's amazing
3: well again How you that's... bounced
2: back as well from like car incident and everything that's incredible what's that
3: yeah
2: that you bounced back from like the accident and um, when you got hit
3: yeah well i was yeah i was um it wasn't fun i was down for a few months you know but um Fuck. but that and that's and then i quit working for a couple of years um not completely but um i was still did some location stuff but i i took a couple of years off and and just brewed beer that's when i got into brewing beer <laughs> Amazing.
2: That's to I, I still worked downtime. i just
3: worked brewing yeah i just i worked i just worked brewing beer you know so yeah I, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was going to ask, like, you spent four months running from one side of the country to the other. Like, was, did you work then? Like, what was the job situation then? Or were you freelancing? Um, No, I I didn't.
3: And I financed it myself. I didn't do, like, any of the charity stuff or, you know, or nobody, Mm. um, you know, financed it. I just, I actually had, I sold all of, um, I sold all of my gear, not my location gear, but my studio gear Mm. and went and did it. I just had, I had kind of a... I, I owed a bunch of tax money <laughs> and no. I got all, I got all pissed there. There it is. But I got all super, super pissed off about that and yeah. was just like, and so my, my run was called, uh, the run for Liberty. So like both technically or, you know, literally and figuratively. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I got all that worked out. Thank God. Um, uh, a couple of years later, but yeah, that's kind of what that was about. So I just went, you know, you just kind of, sometimes I just needed a reset, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, just, no, that's fair but I just, I ended up meeting so many amazing people. And I mean, this country is unbelievably gorgeous. Yeah. And, uh, so I wouldn't have changed it. That's, that's another example of Mm -hmm. something where I just thought my life was just so terrible because I owed these, this money in taxes, you know, and then I look Mm -hmm. back about, I look back at it now. And I think that's one of the best things that ever happened to me because Mm -hmm. I would have never, I would have never taken that journey, which was so life-changing never would have met all the people that I met, uh, you know, gained a passion for like route 66 and traveling and doing adventures like that. I would have, that would have never happened. So, so that's kind of where the times where you go, you just gotta, sometimes gotta let go, you know?
2: Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I, I, cool. like, yeah. <laughs> Can you just start a, like a motivational podcast?
0: <laughs>
2: I'll I'll sign uh, up. I'll be your first. <laughs> <time. laughs> that's amazing man so cool
1: i'm just looking oh, forward to like i need to find that balance of being able to drink beer and exercise and just be happy <laughs> oh man that's something i actually yeah I, well like i just
3: <laughs> just i get I've, it's the first thing i do in the morning is run mm. and um and that How kind of sets me up for? for the whole for the whole day you know
2: in the morning well run, when run my run mileage is miles? where it's or... supposed to oh, be okay
3: yeah usually yeah miles i have my different routes that i do you know, um, you know, any, anywhere between, depending on the day, if I'm if not, if I'm not training for a race anywhere between two to six miles. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like on a, just like an average, like an average day, yeah. yeah. you know, if I'm training for a race, then obviously it goes, it, you know, it goes. Okay. And when I say race, I don't mean I'm fast. I'm not racing anybody, but yeah. like me and I'm yeah. slower than shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I, it's just, it's crazy when I watch like all these fast runners and, you know, um the talent that they have is just unbelievable or talent in anything is like that you know
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I just I can't Mm -hmm. imagine like ever doing something like that like Ironman or um any sort of triathlons or things like that like competitively because I feel like it's just enough for you to finish it like, it's right. just enough for right. you to actually just get through it and finish it. If think, you want to do it the following year and try and beat your your time, then yeah. that's something else. That's, but I'm like, sure. the, the people who do it like competitively, that they actually win. And I'm like, they are beasts. Like, they're just it's they're some other species. It's got to be amazing. more like
1: for most people, it's like climbing a mountain. Like, it's just the doing right? it yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, yes, I did this just to say I did it and to have that sense of accomplishment, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, no, be- wanted to do, um, I don't know if you ever have this in, in, uh, in, I'm sure you guys do. We have something called Tough mother in, uh, oh, yeah. in England. And then they do it in Ireland as well, occasionally. And I was like, mm. Hmm, I might do that. Mm. But like, I can only do certain things. And like, there's stuff that I just absolutely won't do because, uh, and it's a horrible thing to think of that. Cause you know how like, you're like, Oh, you shouldn't let fear stop you. You should just push past it and you like, you'll feel mm-hmm. better otherwise. I can't I can't do that they have like these massive so uh, sorry for anybody listening that doesn't understand what Tough Mudder is it's basically um it's an obstacle course and it's usually less it's less than a marathon like it's not as long at all but there's just shit that you have to go through like um go under barbed wire or you have to run through a field of hanging wires that Hmm. give you electric shocks uh, you have to dip into really cold water. Yeah, <laughs> really cold water. And then at one point they have to go through this like tunnel, which basically looks like, you know, those massive concrete pipes, like really big concrete okay. pipes, enough to fit like an adult man inside. They do that. But at some point that has water in it. And I can't. My I have too much anxiety because I don't want to. I, I don't like confined spaces where I'm mm. like lack of air um and then there's also like a a a water like it's ice water and you have to dip underneath a wall pretty sure i could do that but after you dip underneath the wall you have to go uh i guess across and there's like this much of a gap between you and wire fencing so that if you want to come up for air you're literally like you have this much space
3: (laughs) this sounds like the worst tough mutter i've ever heard of (laughs) Uh Like, I, I mean because that ours are. i mean i've never done one because i don't like to get wet or muddy or anything like that and okay. plus i'm super into gadgets and i'm not gonna i don't want them True. to get wet and i don't yeah. like a, i don't like a ton of like uh you know variables i just if like i'm i'm working gets a time i don't want like to have people throwing like you know water balloons or something at me because they do all these weird things you know like some of those yeah. they throw shit at you yeah um but um yeah, I just have never. So I've never done one, but I've, I know about them and seen them. That one sounds really, really bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. It was, it
2: was one in England. And a lot of my friends did it and they're like, oh, it's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I would do it. But there's definitely there's parts of it where you can just be like, I, I have to walk right this. Mm-mm. Like, I yeah. can't I won't do it. And they won't they won't force you to do it or anything. But yeah, it can be really challenging. I've only wanted to do one bar those like confined spaces ones, because I'm like, there's just no point in putting myself through that stress. It's I'm so not funny, in army training or anything. I'm not like. Wired <laughs> well, I was on the no. verge
1: of comparing it to like my navy boot camp uh, yeah. battle. station. Oh, you were in the navy. Yeah, yeah. I, I served in the oh, navy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Oh, cool. Uh, at the end of boot camp, we have to do this thing called bat, uh, general quarters, mm-hmm. and it's uh, basically just an all night long, all day long, just gauntlet of yeah. stuff that you have to go through, and it was similar to some of the stuff you started to talk about, minus the water and the the submersion and all that like crazy stuff like i was like on the verge of comparing and i'm like oh no i did
2: <laughs> no it is it's, it's similar but yours is like more grueling over a long period of time
1: it this was, you could complete
2: yeah. in like an hour and a half this
1: was years, um basically a i want to say a 48 hour stretch because like you start you get up one day and you have to go about your day as you normally would and then it like It was after dinner, you know, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., whatever. You have to go to the first general quarters station. And then it was just all night long. You just went from station to station to station. And then you had to go into the next day and finish that whole day still. And, like, you weren't allowed to sleep. You weren't allowed to rest. Like, you got to stop and eat, you know, for meals and things. But otherwise, it was just a nonstop thing. And honestly, it was like we've been talking about, it was really rewarding. It was really satisfying to accomplish and to complete. And there was some of those challenges that like, I actually found them very fun (laughs) to do. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't stuff that we specifically trained for. Like there was a part where they had like a simulated battlefield and there was like barbed wire and we had to drag a, uh, uh, a cot essentially with like a fake body in it. And the body weighed like 200 pounds through stone. And it was just brutally difficult but ultimately i was like this is awesome i'm having a blast <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's good though
1: well a good that, mindset though yeah <laughs> that helps
3: get through it if you do have yeah. that sort of you know look at anything like a challenge you know yeah. and and you know play games with it with yourself and yeah i mean you can make just about anything you know tolerable
1: I, I do the same thing with running on my own side like i've gotten to where uh there's a trail here that at my best i was doing like four miles a day and uh i've since not <laughs> been keeping up with that but i do mm-hmm. the same thing like i'll make little games with myself that like i'll give myself these little goals and objectives that push me to go further than i would otherwise right
2: there's um i don't know if you want it there's a, a free <laughs> app called zombies the run. zombie
1: run one yeah yeah i have it i've yet really to use cool. it i've yet to use it's,
2: it i don't know if you know <laughs> about it i am um, paul it's basically like you can hear you can set goals and um it's a it's gamification um by by running a certain amount of miles you collect stuff for your app and like you set up a base camp and everything and then it'll ask you to go get (laughs) something and it's six six miles away so you need to go and travel the six miles but every so often you'll hear the the sound of like zombies and they're like and they're like (laughs) zombies approaching in like 10 meters like like zombies approaching five meters and you're like oh my god so you have to run and then you have to like you have to run until you can't hear them anymore so that they fade oh. into the background and it's really cool It like, gamification that sounds
3: too. really cool yeah yeah
2: it like makes you sprint and then like mm-hmm. puts you back into a jog or puts you back into a walk and yeah it's, oh, that's it's really brilliant. cool it's nice and motivating yeah
1: that's brilliant you yeah. know yeah. yeah. give you like these big goals and objectives under the impression that if you don't run faster now you're gonna get gotten by the zombies kind of thing yeah
3: i think that's though that's so cool i think that's like um uh it's just Mm -hmm. good to have motivating factors like that like i heard apple talking about the apple watch and stuff and the and and how the uh you know the the awards and stuff are just it's it's very satisfying to get those little uh hey you you know you
2: uh, yeah the little you know, fireworks you closed, yeah you close <laughs> yeah. your
3: rings and, and all that kind right. of stuff i mean and i don't care who you are i don't care like elite athletes still love those little oh, yeah uh, little um you know incentives
1: right little yeah. acknowledgements that,
3: yeah and just something to it's just cool to have that little oh look you know oh i worked for that and there it is I you know it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome but that
2: yeah, yeah that
1: app sounds great <laughs> it sounds awesome that's cool.
2: it's cool i think just we... zombies run or zombie yeah, run. Th- it's yeah it's
1: i think cool. we've talked about it before and i actually downloaded it but i've yet to actually try it
2: yeah i've tried it i've tried it once or twice um and and adam used to use it a little bit more than i did but he my fiance studies like gamification anyway like that's his um master's slash phd oh um oh yeah it's it's fascinating to like look at that like how how does it motivate you through goals and accomplishments and things and you build this whole like scenario you build a base camp and then you have people and you have to survive and you have to make sure that they survive (laughs) I guess. So if
3: Nolan, if Nolan did it, he
1: would need clowns chasing him. I think. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: we'll make that app for Nolan. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just modify run. that
2: app for Nolan. <laughs> just like in the background, but like, oh god.
1: Sorry, Nolan.
2: Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh,
1: I wanted to ask Paul, do we have any other like big hobbies like that? You said you get really like addicted, or you get really like stuck on obsessed something, obsessed. <laughs> uh, is there anything else like that that might have stuck with you?
3: No, I think, well, that is one thing I do because I, I tend to get very obsessed with something and then maybe over time it it can start to dissipate and then I pick another obsession. But mm. I always try to keep keep something in there. You know, I never stop something completely, you know? So I just kind of add, um, you know, I'm like, I'll never stop running, you know? Um, I'll never stop music and stuff. It just may not be the major focus of my, you know my life. I don't think, no, I don't think, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it.
1: (laughs) Oh, cool. I mean, that's, I'm like, uh, I respect that because you're able to stay focused on the things that you are passionate about. And I, I've had that struggle myself too, about like the, uh, like the journeyman or the master of nothing kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that kind of problem is, that, and I, I, I feel that too, where it's like, I find so many things interesting and fascinating, but it's like, I have to be like, okay, <laughs> I got to stick to the thing I got already. I got to worry about this and not worry about that. So, right. I respect that. Well,
3: again, it's mm-hmm. balanced too. Right. I mean, sure. and, and, pri- and, you know, prioritizing or whatever, and, and maybe, maybe you can, you know, give more focus on this for, for a time and then kind of switch it over to this and. Mm. But yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. You don't want to, you don't want be, you don't want to be kind of okay at a bunch of different things, you know? Right. Like, I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong there's with being, dogs. you know, proficient, proficient at a bunch of things, but, um, but, yeah. yeah,
1: that's like nice. how you introduced your, uh, how your music career was that you're like, I'm okay at a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's absolutely. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. 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 Because,
1: like, Pagan has it about like the that. instruments.
2: Yeah, in, in the style of, like, yeah, yeah. we're singing, then. yeah. Uh, do you, like, what is it... Do you sing, like... What Like, what's your style of singing? Is it, like, hair metal? Is it metal? Is it rock? Do you prefer, like, is it operatic? Are you an opera <laughs> singer?
3: I'm a metal singer, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. What kind of metal? Make like, make Metallica the track. Drop metal? Drop the track,
2: man. I'm downloading.
3: Um. Yeah, it's on... I'm on, I'm on all the, the things... All the things, the play, the, all the things, um, <laughs> uh, iTunes and all that. So What's can, the band name? Uh, Dirty Dealing. D I R T. Wait, you actually
2: have a band on iTunes? Oh, I'm doing this right now. What did you say? It was <laughs> yeah. Dirty Dealing.
3: Dirty Dealing with no G. Okay. An apostrophe. Good. And then my and then my um, <laughs> it's my crazy. music. I'm
2: so excited.
3: My uh, I did some solo stuff, and that's just my name, Paul Bob.
1: Okay. Cool. So
3: I'm on U- YouTube.
2: Yeah. Solo- Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> downloading it. Done. Are you? Is this 1994? Headache. Is that the name of the album? Headache
3: is the name of the album. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Are you on the cover?
3: Yeah, it's me uh, on the right.
2: Oh my god! Dan, if you find this, will you insert this in post? But look. Oh, come on! Focus. You bastard! (laughs) Anyway, that's in there. Like super long hair. I'll
1: look it up. No, I've actually seen uh, Paul with what look like dreads.
3: I had braids for a long time because, well, it started, yeah, it started because, um, well, it started cause we went to, on a cruise to Ensenada and, um, I got my hair braided and then I just had it that way for like <laughs> for 15 years. Amazing. It you had
2: like that for 15 years?
3: Yeah. It made it easier Amazing. when I ran and cycled because I just didn't have to do anything to it and for like once a month, I rebraid it and that was it. So, um, but You know, I pulled it off for about 15 years and then finally my my oldest daughter looked at me and she goes, "Um, I think it's time to get rid of the braids. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, it's time. I
2: see the braids. Mm
1: -hmm. So there that was. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there's the braids.
2: (laughs) That is amazing. I'm adding all of this to my library. (laughs) So the next time we speak, Paul, I will be (laughs) Mm well-versed. I will be well-versed in Dirty Dealing and Paul Boss.
1: I look forward to checking that out out because I'm a Big fan of that kind of music. So I look oh, forward cool. to checking that out. Yeah, I'm a big metalhead. You know, I grew up with 80s. I love 80s rock and metal. Oh, um, awesome. And even now, like, uh, my big repertoire is usually a mixture of metal from all sorts of sides of things. So,
3: oh, nice. I look well, forward to that. <laughs> it, well, I, mean, I kind of just shelved it in my brain you know in Mm -hmm. mid 90s because it was literally like just nobody listened to that music Yeah, well, that's not true a lot of people just didn't weren't listening to that kind of music anymore so it was just Mm -hmm. it was very depressing because like 94 was not the right time to release that ah so see now that would have been
1: that would have been right the time when i started playing doom the pc game back when it first came out and doom their intro theme song was a playoff of master of puppets
3: oh what really
1: if you hear the doom song you're gonna go that's master oh, of puppets that's <laughs> that is absolutely master of puppets
3: <laughs> yeah it's great so yeah so i i don't i don't talk about it you know i don't talk about it really to anybody because like i said like just mentally i just, just kind of shelved it but it's interesting because i was just out um a month ago um shooting king hammers which is a, this off-road race um mm. and i was in um in the trailer next to mine with the editors that are editing all the stuff for spe- all the special packages and stuff and i'm out shooting all day anyway drinking a lot of beer and and for whatever reason I, i'm listening to the music they're adding to and i go and i never do this but i go hey you know i don't know you may want to use like some of this some you know someday for a show or whatever because that's just not cool to pitch your own stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah they called me <laughs> like yeah they're like, oh my god, we could totally and then, and then uh, the producer for Nitro Circus, they've got a show coming up with these cigar boats and all these celebrities uh-huh. and stuff. And they're, I don't know what they're going to use, but they go, they go, hey, is it cool if we use some of your stuff for the show? I'm like, of course. Yeah. You know, so so we got some of that going into the, the Nitro Circus um, um, show. So it pays to no editors, right?
1: Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, but I think ten years ago, I would have never even, I would have never even considered any of that's you know that any of that would have worked for, for something. So that was, that's kind of a nice surprise. Yeah.
2: I feel like this uh-huh. kind of stuff though, is coming right around, like right back around. Uh, yeah.
3: so everything it's probably a really is new. good time
2: for everything to catch back up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which is, isn't, I mean, that's sick. That kind of cyclical thing always happens. Yes. But I yeah. remember for me when like I was a teenager, um, things would, things would come back, but it was almost like a nostalgia thing mm. You know, um, yeah. like like the Straight cats, for instance. Well, I mean, I don't know, but it was like fifties rock, <laughs> rockabilly. But mm. it was like people weren't legitimately liking music from the fifties. It was like a, a re- you know a retro thing. Yeah. But now I talk to kids and like they legitimately listen to Iron Maiden. They listen to mm-hmm. Juice Priest. They listen to all these bands. Yeah. And it's and they're they're saying like this is way better than the shit that we're getting. Like <laughs> oh my god, the, way better. Most of the stuff. And so it's not like they're going, oh, this is kind of cool. Like we're playing our parents' music as a retro thing. No, it's like, um, that's exciting to see, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: We were kind of like, we were, myself and Adam were talking as well. We are big metal fans as well. we were just like, I think, especially during the time of COVID, we're like hoping that this is going to bring us more metal music. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. metal really, the, like, the best metal music comes out at times of like crisis or like political crisis or things like that as well. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, I think like when Trump got president, like Slipknot released their album and like Corey Taylor released his album and you're like, this is dope. (laughs) Like, I'm so excited. So I, yeah, I, am we were just like, I wonder if like COVID, this whole process is going to bring out new metal artists and, um, just kind of take everybody back to being like, to writing about hardcore shit. Like, um, like i like i listen i mean i'm i'm a metal fan i'm not a massive metal head like i know about judith yeah. priest and iron maiden and uh metallica and stuff like that i like metallica actually the black album is probably my favorite but it's
0: good everybody album. like should
2: tell them over me for that and they're like oh that's not even metal. i'm like oh whatever
0: um
2: but uh like i like things like kill switch engage which write mm. about like um mental health and just yeah fucking dope music so I'm really hoping all of this will just come back into like a metal phase and we'll start getting much better music. Hopefully. You know,
1: <laughs> the, on the note of the music, I, it's funny because we obviously we talked about Mortal Kombat very recently with the trailer oh, yeah. talk with Mortal Kombat. And we talked about the theme song for Mortal Kombat. There's yeah. another song that was featured in the original Mortal Kombat movie that to me is just as iconic. And it's a song by Fear Factory. They are one of like the biggest industrial metal bands. And they are one of my favorite metal bands in the world. They have a song in the movie when Johnny Cage and Scorpion fight. Oh, cool. So if you know oh, that no. scene in the movie, you know, this I do. song.
2: I, just, I can't remember the song.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Now, I Most people don't think about that. But me that I lashed <laughs> onto that. Like I was like, who is this band? What who makes this music? And that's actually what introduced me to that band. And I've hmm. been a massive fan of theirs ever since. <laughs> That's happened to me a
3: lot. Um, I used to um mix like skateboard and snowboard videos. Yeah. And and um I got turned on to so much cool music, you know, from those. Um and I ended artists that I ended up loving just from hearing like one song and a thing. I'm sure that happens
1: all the time in games and- I mean Tony Hawk. Yeah. How many oh, iconic yeah. songs were in the Tony Hawk games that people love now? I like there's so many bands and songs in those yeah. games that I probably would have never heard of otherwise. And GTA. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: right, right. That's cool. That's fun. <laughs> yeah,
2: there you go.
1: All right. This uh I think fun? uh <laughs> <laughs> this conversation has gone real, but
0: yeah, I we know. should probably it wrap does. It up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go
0: for
1: it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I mean, heck, it's been it's been amazing getting to talk to you, Paul. Uh oh, thank c- you. Can you come back next week? About, yeah about the same time
2: back every week? Yeah.
1: can this be our show now i mean pagan you told paul he needs like a motivational podcast so
2: paul's gonna like just take it in for me i'm gonna sign off paul's coming to come in it's well i'm
1: feeling a lot more love on this than i am
3: um on trailer
2: <laughs> <laughs> i love most recently the most the best comment that i've seen recently was like wow it's amazing to see this like um there's a movie that paul maybe kind of might watch maybe i don't know (laughs) like it's probably the best comment that's recently on that video that's great
3: no it's awful i mean you think i was a (laughs) a a movie snob or something but i i mean i just i'm so passionate i love i love films um you know i just
2: well that's two now i mean like cruella Deville, you said that you may go see this because you were kind of interested in it and then um uh nobody you were like, yeah. Oh,
3: nobody was, that. yeah, I can't, yeah. And you know what, that Cruella, for whatever reason, like I, I've watched the trailer now again a couple of times and I'm like, you know what, this actually does look really good. Mm-hmm. You right? know? I mean, sometimes that's you gotta like maybe watch it a couple of times. And yeah. I just, <laughs> That's, a, that's I, I. I feel like, well, I know you guys do more, I think you guys might do more research. I don't know, but <laughs> like, I just, I watch it and it's like, I don't digest it maybe as quickly mm-hmm. and unless, and, yeah. and because because I want to judge it in a way where i would judge it if you know i mean i'm watching a trailer does it does this interest me or not you know and um but i feel bad because i don't have a big uh gaming history um like like you know Mm -hmm. like well no i think a lot of the a lot of the trailers that we do yeah the community is very much like like if i say something like i don't like superhero movies or something or something Mm -hmm. like that um i think it's it it's the wrong demographic to say that to. (laughs) Um,
2: hey, I came out and said I didn't like Star Wars. That, like, we're in the was, same
3: boat there. And yeah, it. where was the hate? You didn't get any hate. I got no. <laughs> see, <laughs> you I did not. Oh, <laughs> the salt. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah, you said you hate Star Wars. You had, you hadn't seen that. I just, I just uh, didn't like Star Wars. No, again. and no. Everybody <laughs> still. Everybody still loves Pagan.
1: Everybody loves Pagan. <laughs> If I can uh, give some perspective no, on that, I, I wanted to chime in on that because like you said with the Cruella where like you have to watch the trailer a couple of times and I, I wanted to add to that since I'm, I'm not a part of that conversation normally, but like the trailer for Cruella, uh, watching trailer talk and you guys discussing it, that was the first time I've seen the trailer and I've only seen it that one time so far. And I will say that although I, knowing they're making a Cruella movie, I went, why? You know, it was like, do we need this? But watching yeah. the trailer, looking at it from the standpoint of a movie, I was much more drawn to it by the shots, the framing, the, the colors, the, the, the cinematography, those elements were pulling me in. And like, you know, like you guys, we talked, you compared it very heavily to the Joker. And yeah. although I don't know, like you kind of said in the trailer talk, Paul, that you don't know if the story is really going to support what we see in the trailer, the way it's shown, was enough to make me go, you know what? I'm curious. I'm kind of interested to see mm-hmm. what it is they're presenting here. What's this package going to be? And if nothing mm-hmm. else, it looks like it could be a spectacle worth looking at.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And well, it doesn't, mm-hmm. hurt, it doesn't hurt that that's Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like she's <laughs> just so, um, she's okay. so amazing that it's like, I'm a, I would almost just watch her just sitting there watching paint dry, you know? So yeah um
2: yeah she's great she's so
3: yeah she's so good so i mean that really helps right. I, I think so yeah maybe oh i'm sure i'll check it out but yeah i
1: feel um, like i'm on the trailer talk right now oh no <laughs> <laughs> no this was us trying to wrap up the podcast which we we're failing at so <laughs> with that i'm gonna close this out and Go uh paul i don't know if you will but if you do do you want to share anything to tell the good people out there
2: like your your social social like
1: projects. words of wisdom oh okay. <laughs> well, we did,
3: well it's a really good community like, well. <laughs> by the way on a serious note i do just want to say that um how great the community is and i mean you know i know a lot of people say it a lot but it yeah. is true i mean and the the cast and the crew we have so much fun i mean we really do and i think it's it's kind of I hope that people can see that. And I think they do. And it's so it's so much fun to see that people enjoy the show. And I really do love the com- community, like I said, and, and meeting you guys and seeing what like what you're doing um, with the with your podcast is very inspiring. And yeah, Aww. I just, uh, I just love I just love being a part of this family. I mean, I I know that um I told you that my mom passed two weeks ago. And so sorry. within thank you, within within an hour, every every person um on, on the crew texted me and and with their condolences. And I was just like, that's like, you know, yeah, it's just it's just it's a family. It's a family. And yeah. it's it's just been it's just been a great it's great two years. Anyway, that was my that was my serious <laughs> thing. Now my Aww. socials my socials are easy, it's all Paul Both, my name, so Paul Both that twitter paul both which you probably don't want to look at because sometimes they yell at (laughs) people on there for for political stuff and i love everybody it doesn't matter what your political stuff is but maybe you don't don't nobody wants to go there but and then paul (laughs) both on facebook and um and
1: uh and dirty dealing on itunes right
3: uh dirty dealing yeah and paul both on itunes and youtube and all that kind of stuff
1: definitely gonna check that out
2: i've already downloaded
1: Uh, (laughs) awesome well thank you thank you pagan (laughs)
2: You're welcome. You are welcome.
1: All right. Um, and then for us, Pagan, you are
2: Oh, I'm at PaganPlays on Twitter and at Pagan underscore plays on Instagram and Twitch.
1: Awesome. And I am Stark Evash on Twitter and Stark Evil Vash pretty much everywhere else. Um uh, and yeah. Um I'm actually just like a loss for words at how great this conversation was. So thank you so much, Paul, <laughs> yeah, for joining us this week. Oh, so thank wonderful. you for have thank you for having me. It's it's a it's pleasure. been a blast, really. I th- I'm definitely going to try and get you back on <laughs> again because yeah, we'll I,
2: definitely, we'll I feel like time. there's
1: so much more to be talked about.
3: <laughs> well, we uh, yeah. I, yeah. As soon as may, when I get this construction done and I can relax a little bit, I'd be, yeah. I'd, perfect. I'd be more than happy to come back on. I'd love we to. Awesome. A
2: couple months. We'll do like a drunk podcast, a drunk Ooh. cast.
3: Oh, <laughs> please. <laughs> let's have some oh, beers.
2: Yeah. Please. Yeah. Let's <laughs>
3: do it like later in the day. Well, I yeah. don't know that's going to be difficult for you, but yeah, later in the day and I'll sit here <laughs> yeah, and we'll drink weekend. beers and yeah, Perfect.
1: Sounds awesome. good to me. Awesome. We'll go out and exactly. get ourselves some fancy craft beers and knock a few back together.
3: And, yes. and we gotta plan YouTube flying out here.
1: Yes. For sure. Deal. It's already okay. done.
3: Yeah.
2: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've already put my thoughts down just all
1: right. And then uh just to close us out here, uh as we like to mention, if you guys have any questions for retro replay or uh memberships, uh you can always email members at retroreplayshow.com. Pagan's there to help you out, answer your questions or take care of anything you need help with. You've got mm-hmm. Paul's hooking up all those great sounds and making sure that we hear all those perfect jokes and <laughs> God, the mm-hmm. nonsense out of Nolan and everyone um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and working out Drew's mic. Cause yeah, we need this. I have to talk to him about that. <laughs> uh, lastly, if you guys have any questions for us, you can always reach us at the replayerpodcast at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on all of your favorite podcasting services through Apple and Spotify or Google and we're on YouTube. Every Wednesday, you can find our show.
2: And also, if you are listening to this on an audio mm-hmm. podcasting platform, uh, whether it's Google, Spotify, or Apple Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, feel free to rate it. Let us know what yes. you like. Uh, rate, comment, and uh, we might read it out on the next show.
3: Thank you. Oh, Ooh, no, you said comment.
1: Fun. Now I'm going to get all the well, hate. Listen, if somebody doesn't <laughs> comment. No
2: comments for Paul, please. <laughs> if somebody, if no, somebody doesn't give
1: pagan shit for not knowing the Boondock Saints, I don't know what we're doing Oh,
3: yeah, here. we got to add that one to. <laughs>
2: Fine, go for it. Like I'm, I'll get my my fan base out. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> All right, that's game over, folks. Good night.